episode one. Here we are. We made it. How exciting. How excited am I? How nervous am I that absolutely no one will listen to this? But that's okay. I actually don't think I am. Um, there was a quote off a Johnny Walker ad a little while back. It was Matthew McConaughey talking. And he says, we didn't set out to make a hit. We just sung our song. So here I am. I'm just singing my song. It doesn't have to be the world's biggest podcast. In fact, no one really has to listen to it. Maybe one or two people. That'd be nice. But this is something that I want to do. So I'm doing it. And our first guest on the show is a good mate of mine. His name's Brandon Stasevich. He is an absolute superstar who's carving out a pretty special career in the AFL. Now, Brandon, and we talk about it on the show, Brandon's, you know, he's he's not in the limelight. He's not one of the big names. But this year he finished third in Brisbane's best and fairest at the end of 2021. So it shows whilst he is, you know, a, a back pocketer, a one-on-one like shutdown defender, playing against the best small forwards in the comp, um, inside the four walls of the club, he's appreciated as much as anyone. It went Lockie Neal, Hugh McCluggage, Brandon Stasevich. So that's how much the club appreciate him and what he's doing. And regardless of whether or not the talking heads give him a shout out, Brandon's a pretty special player and he's and he's ticking all the boxes at the moment for what will be no doubt an, an excellent career. He's, as I said, he's a good mate of mine and it was very exciting to get him on the show. He was very generous with his time, sort of giving me free reign to to take off and, and see where it goes. So forewarned, the audio quality wasn't super good in this one. We were we were chatting over Zoom, um, which which made, you know, a couple of hairy situations, but you can pretty much hear everything that he's saying and he says some really good stuff. We focused on the mental side of the game, we focused on expending nervous energy before big games, um, and he gave a lot of insight. He was he's very courageous with some of the stuff he said and, and very candid which which made it really easy um, and the perfect first episode. So thanks very much for coming on, Brandon. Um, You're a legend, mate, and we love what you're doing, and we loved having a chat with you here at the pod. I say here at the pod, it's just me in a spare room of my parents' house. But anyway, um, so I hope you enjoy. Please like, subscribe, follow the pod on whatever platform you choose. Leave a rating, leave a review. It helps a lot, I'm told. Um, and yeah, definitely enjoy the show. Episode one, here we go. Well, here we are. It's an absolute honor to be looking at my computer screen at this man across from me. Shoulders, tan, smile to die for. And truly a great bloke. Welcome to the show, Brandon Stasevich. How are you, mate? Thank you very much for having me, Luke. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. You're over in uh, probably sunny Brisbane at the moment. What's going on over there? Uh, yes, it is very nice over here at the moment. Uh, starting to get pretty hot, but uh, not much going on. Just an off-season, chilling out. Um, when do you get stuck back into stuff? How, how soon does stuff start ramping up? Uh, oh, we get... Oh, our program and that is in full swing at the moment, our off-season program. Awesome. And how much of that off-season program is um, designed around spilling coffees in your uh, in your car? I'm trying to be a good bloke and bring my housemate, Justin, 
uh, bringing my coffee home. And uh, I've chucked it on the centre console and then just sort of forgotten about it. And I've whipped the Yui. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a new air freshener. Um, before we start, I talked a little bit before we started recording about what I'm looking to do. Um, and before we get into the, the nitty gritty, one thing that I love doing at the moment, a bit of a gratefulness yep. exercise, yeah? Yeah. Where we both name three things that went well for us either today, yesterday, or this week. Do you want to go first or I'll go first? You can go, I have a think. Yeah, you can have a bit of time to think. I Maybe feel like a lot of people more. are going to get me to go first. So that <laughs> Maybe some ideas as well. <laughs> uh, what, did, what did I have this week? Oh, I ran my first half marathon on Sunday. Um, bit of a flex. That was good. Um, uh, that was something that went well. Went out for dinner with a mate on Sunday. That was very nice. Um and what else? Starting this, I guess this is this has got to yeah, be yeah. this has got to be up there. Very very exciting. <laughs> first recording. <laughs> yeah, this is sort of. I don't know when it'll be released. I don't know what order we're going to go in. Whether we save the big fish like you to last um, and make them hold on to it. Um, but yeah, this is my first recording, so very exciting. Um, your turn. Go for it. Okay, so I'll start this morning. I. I caught up with a with a friend and had um, coffee this morning, which is good. I haven't seen him in a while, so good to uh, catch up and uh, and and that. Uh, uh, I'll say Tuesday. Obviously, it was it was cup day, so I've I've had a win, which is which is not which isn't that's not the thing I was grateful. I mean, I was I am grateful for it, but. <laughs> I think it was the it was the time I had with friends at night as well, which was a, was a lot of fun. So you appreciate those people. Um, and then I think I'm just grateful for. Well, I'll say the weather we're having at the moment. I'm enjoying getting out, been waking up early, getting out, going for a run, doing all that stuff. So it's it's nice to be able to do that stuff and um, you know, get outside and enjoy it. Nice, mate. Nice. Um, a good. They're a good three. Oh yeah, I'm happy with them. <laughs> yeah, looking. Yeah, you've got time to reflect and realize actually you're going around. I guess that sort of ties in with um one of the questions I was looking to ask the the Brisbane weather. Um, you go you go back obviously from Perth, Perth born and bred. Um, and you've relocated yourself to Brisbane. How are you liking it over there? What's uh What's life like in Brisbane? Um, is it what you expected? How are you enjoying it? Yeah, really like it. I love it. Obviously, it's my. Oh, I've just done five years, so um, it's pretty much what I call home. I still, I still say oh, I'm going home to Perth or whatever. But um, uh, like, yeah, this is me now. I'm pretty settled here. So, um, uh, if it was what I was expected, probably not. I think I remember when I first got drafted, um, uh, and when I first sort of came over here. Uh, everyone's saying, "Oh, Brisbane and Perth are pretty similar. Like you, like in terms of I don't know vibe or no. I'm not going to say they were right. I'm going to disagree with them. It's, it's a fair bit different. Like you sort of. I'll, I'll say I miss. Um, I'm like I'm 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, you got to go. Or coast or, or up the Tony Coast to an, an hour or so at least to get um, a decent beach. It's just a long. 
um, around here. He can't really complain. Like the winters here are unbelievable. Like um, to that tropical um, climate, yeah, really enjoying it. If you go back, I don't know how long you remember. Obviously, you said um, five years you've been there. Now it's a it's a really long time, especially you're so young. That's like almost a quarter of your life, which is crazy when you think about it like that. So if you if you go back to um, 2017, don't know how much you remember, but at the time the Lions had gone second last, second last, last. You get picked up at pick 18 in that 2017 draft. What are your thoughts at the time? Were you thinking? I want to help. Were you thinking, geez, might might get a game here? Um, what was sort of the the mindset as a as an eighteen year old, knowing that now it was time to go to work? Your dreams had sort of half come true. Yeah, so I guess the way the lines were going, like not so well, and being in Perth, um, far away, you sort of don't sort of hear much about them because there's press going around about them or. or um, really know too much. I remember I, I was thinking, oh, I don't know if I know, hardly know anyone on the, <laughs> on the list at the moment. There's a few names like Jesus. <laughs> um, but uh, I think uh, it was a really good time to come to the club and I I wasn't fast. I was happy to go anywhere. Um, yeah, like, key things were, um, you know, starting to improve um, at the footy club. I think, oh, Faze had, had one year, so that, that year, that 2017 year, he just, that was his first year. And, and um, before that, in the trade period, they picked up um, you know, Luke Hodge and Charlie Cameron. So um, you sort of sense that um, I was shifting and, and things were starting to come around. And it's been really it's been really cool sort of being a part of, um, looking back at it now, that rebuild process. Um, uh come a long way and it's part of it awesome was there any part of you at the at the uh at draft night that was like get me to get me to a collingwood get me get me somewhere big or is it it might even be a little blessing in disguise i know that you don't have a massive ego to to go somewhere where you can just put your head down there's not too much attention like you said yeah absolutely i think um well i think that's sort of been we have been able to bring in um, in the trade period, and as in, in recent years, um, guys have sort of like the, um, you know, the, the outside of the footy bubble, they say, um, up in, in Brisbane. So, I think, you know, like um, Hodgie, he, oh, he lives here now, so he's obviously, he obviously loved it. Um, uh, so, yeah, sort of being out of the spotlight's kind of nice. Um, uh, you sort of, yeah, you don't have that added, added pressure that I can't really. I don't know what it's like, so um, imagine you know living in Perth, um, Adelaide, Melbourne. That you, um, you know, going out for a coffee in the morning sometimes might be a bit of a hassle if you're not going to it, or you just get that on attention from everyone. You know, wanting to get photos and that. Or yeah, it's sort of nice to sort of be up here and um, away from those things. But um, yeah, can't complain. Awesome, mate. Now the first little question that I want to ask um, about a bit of the psyche, about a bit of the way you think. You get drafted in 2017. Um, you got a family that you're really close with, obviously, mum and dad and your twin sister. Um, you're 18, leaving home. 
whenever people get drafted, obviously it's really exciting, but the the anxious side of my brain goes, Oh, I don't I don't know if I really would want to leave home at eighteen. Can you can you talk to me a little bit about that was what that was like for you? Yeah, so I guess it doesn't really sink in until you have moved away. Because I think, yeah, you get caught up in the um, you know, the excitement of it all. Um, and then, you know, within a few days you're well, in my case any I think draft was Friday and then like the Monday or the Tuesday I was in Brisbane. Um so yeah, you sort of and, and then you only spend effort I was in Brisbane for three weeks and then I was back in uh Perth for for that. So um yeah, once you back for the actual stint, everything sort of starts to kick in a bit more where like oh I remember I remember calling my mum like um how do you turn the washing machine on? How do you get like stuff like that? You don't realise. Um, and looking back at it, like following some eighteen-year-old, oh, you know, obviously they look really well um, and make sure the transition is really easy. But um, you know, going straight out of home at eighteen is um, you know a pretty scary thought. Looking back at it, and, and at the time you don't realise it, but you managed to get through okay <laughs> on the other side. But um, it's a good learning experience as well. You sort of you're sort of being thrown to the deep end straight away, so. Um, you've been mature pretty quickly. Awesome, awesome, mate. Now, I want to. We'll stay. We'll stay around 2017. We'll come back to the present at some point. I promise. But we're we're staying in 2017 because it's very interesting. Like when you when you start out, that must have been interesting. And I don't know how much you look back on it. But one thing for me, and I do like to talk about myself a fair bit, as as you would know. Yeah. Um, now I used to get really anxious going to hockey training and cricket training, basically stopped going to hockey, got fat instead, quit playing cricket, you know, can't get ducks if you're not playing. Um, so I want to know what it's like when you show up to training for me, it was a bunch of good local cricketers, but you show up to training and it's like, oh, okay, you're sitting in your car, there's Luke Hodge and I got to get out of my car. What put, put me in, put me in between the ears there, mate, what? What's going through your head? Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty surreal, and yeah, I guess that that pressure is there. Like when you get to the club, all you want to do is you know get out there and train, and, and you know, and everyone's respecting whatnot. So, um, yeah, it can be hard. Um, and for well, I guess for a guy like me, I'm I'm more of a um, you know reserved um, myself sort of character. So. Um, Opening up to people was hard, but then also yeah, that, I guess, <laughs> training is where I sort of got to like express myself a bit more. I guess that was sort of my um, how I did it anyway. Um, was a guy there and, and the training hard, or training hard, playing football for a living is, um, you know, comes pretty easy. Like that, that's you know, go out there and enjoy yourself and. I always want to, you know, try and get better every session. Um, that was sort of, uh, yeah, how I went about it. Um, was I was really quiet outside. Like I didn't really. It took me a long time to start opening up to people. It took me years just about. So um, getting um, to training that was probably the easy part. Honestly, it's probably the other part. You're sitting in the locker room and, and um, these guys that you've grown up admiring. Um, be, uh, yeah, it takes some getting used to. 
and they're pretty they're pretty boisterous and loud places locker rooms for a for a shy little 18 year old where you got probably from a few videos i've seen mitch robinson running around going going nuts in the change room and you're just a shy little kid you make your debut um we're all sunshine and roses at this point um what do you what do you remember about about that it's is that is that the time when the dream comes true or is it draft night or is it a few more games down the track but yeah obviously playing your first game is the pinnacle i guess or at that point in your life or career anyway so um you yeah so it took, it took me a while to break into the team so i think it might have been around 18 or something so i had to work uh, during the year to to get it to get a sniff, um, but yeah, it's definitely one of the, you know, the best. Thing. And he sort of sort of takes a while for you to sort of like. It took me a few games to say, okay, like I'm, you know, I belong at this on a long time, not games, but you say I belong at this level, and, and, and you know, like I can, you know, you're not just, um, you know, making up a number that you, you know you can properly contribute to the team. So, um, yeah, and, and it doesn't sort of, you're an AFL player until you sort of, you know, for me oh, personally, um, until you um, sort of establish yourself a bit more. It was almost, it was my next question. So uh, you did play the four games in 2018, one in 2019. Is, is there a moment where you go, I can do this? It, maybe, it, maybe it hasn't even come yet. Like, is there a moment where you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm all right at this. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, so it probably come through. Oh my, what was it? Would have been my third year, 2020, when I was. I to get a regular game, and it wasn't like so. I thought it probably got. Sorry, I just made the round one team. I like I wasn't like right up until you know, the week before. I was, you know, I didn't know if I like had to work for it in that sense, and then. You know, weeks after that, you hold your spot, you hold your spot, you know, um, you know you're getting the team and you know, week after week, you're holding your spot. And, um, yeah, that's when it's sort of the end of 2020 when, um, you know, you've played 20-odd games and you're a regular now and, um, you know, you've sort of found your role and, and your spot in the team that you, um, you sort of start to go, okay, yeah, but... I've worked hard to get here, but um, uh, yeah, you feel comfortable at the level. You're obviously pretty settled now. You might have to correct me, but three names. I think it's Lockie Neal, Hugh McCluggage, Brandon Stasevich. Were, yeah. were they the three of the, the BNF? Yeah. yeah, they were, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I liked how you pretended that you didn't know what those three names <laughs> I was referring to. That was that was very coy of you. Like, oh, yeah, yeah that doesn't yeah, ring yeah. a bell, that, that order, now that you've mentioned it. <laughs> now, now, tell me, fire out, mate. Massive achievement. Firstly, congratulations. I'll see if I can get a little applause clip or something that I can throw in. I don't know how good I'll be at sound effects. <laughs> um, yeah, just tip the hat. Um, <laughs> mate, that's, I guess, if you didn't feel like you're, like you're at the level yet, you you certainly are now. What is what is that feeling? Is that sunk in yet? Obviously, it was sort of probably late September. You get the nod, early October. That's yeah, it's, it's 
pretty incredible, hey? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, when you're talking about with those two guys, um, on, on like those like class football, um, obviously. Um, uh, so yeah, sort of be sort of on the same level or near the same level as those guys is. Um, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. It's really nice recognition, I guess. Um, you know, you get from like I'm just a I'm a I'm a battler, back pocket and defender. <laughs> um, to many, so that, that recognition from you know inside the footy club is really nice. Um, uh, sort of sounds a bit. Shallow, but validates all the hard work that you, you've put in and um, yeah, be rewarded in that sense. Yeah. Is, is there part of you, I know that, you know, you're a pretty quietly spoken guy and stuff like that. Is there part of you that goes, oh, that's really cool to be in that name of three, you know, maybe I, maybe I should be an inside mid to get a little bit more of the limelight? Or is there the other part of you that goes, I'm just pretty happy to just keep putting my head down and just being a little... Nuggy back pocket that just wins his contests. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I think I, was, I, was, I said before I sort of found my spot now, and, and um, you know, well, back when I first started playing, it was um, or first was st- first started getting a game um, as back pocket. It was um, I was given the roles usually on on the forwards, and it sort of that's how I um, earned my spot was through. That's what I sort of always come back to is, um, you know, that's that's all that's all people really expect of me. Um, that's what they want from me. So if I can on that and the rest is, uh, you know, added added extras, you know, playing that role, if that gets me a game every week. So, um, yeah, you can't complain. That's... We sort of – that's sort of the end of the, the end of the football questions. A lot of these last little – questions will be a bit about you know mindset and stuff like that obviously um the budget of the podcast isn't very big so i've only got 40 minutes of zoom that might end at some point it might all be over <laughs> who knows really we need we need to get some sponsors on board um <laughs> but i'll put you i'll put you in my shoes again um because you came on here to hear about me um it september 16 um i'm recently single i've just moved back into my mum and dad roll out of bed um, probably had an afternoon nap of some sort, turn on the TV and it's you on a one-on-one contest with Patrick Dangerfield in front of 78,000 at a prelim at the MCG. Um, now, for me, it really put my life into perspective. But for you, what what's going on in your head at that point? Are you, is, are you just doing your job or is it like, hold on a sec, me one on one contest, one of the greats of the game, screaming fans, national broadcast. This is pretty sick. Yeah, I guess well, living the dream really. That's the the part is <laughs> sometimes you you do pinch yourself a little bit. Like when Lockie Neal came to the club, I was a Frio supporter growing up, so it was same time you had a you know, play cool like this guy's, you know, he's my teammate now, so I can't be can't be a fanboy, but you know, he's one of the guys I idolised. Um, I, you know, um, you know those forty years when we fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, those guys, he's like, oh, you know, like Lockie Neal and you know the Nat Fives and whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, it 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 is a bit crazy and, and um, it does take some getting used to, I guess. But you know, obviously, you know, 
uh, I'll say, been there, done that a few times. They've only played 70 games, but, um, you know, to get, um, yeah, to be playing with those guys, you know, super stars of the game, is, yeah, it's pretty cool. You do have to pick them up sometimes, yeah. Yeah, and you talked about, just then you said, like, you've, you've done it a few times. Talk to me about about pressure. Like, obviously, it's your, it's your job, but I, I have a day job. Um, and I'm constantly stressed about if I make a mistake at work. But worst thing that will happen, boss will give me a talking to. Maybe if it's really bad, get the sack, get another job. Whereas you, it's screaming fans, it's every podcast, Fox footy, people on the street. Like, how do you deal with that pressure? Is it just I've done it a thousand times or is it actually, you know, quite intense? Yeah, early days in the career when... I would almost burn that many, that, that much energy just through nerves, like before the game, day of the game, like it was my heart pounding and that, like you you, just, you get caught up thinking about, um, you know, the game and re- almost replaying it or in your head before it even happens. So, um, it, it sort of come with, you know, learning um, ways to deal with that. And now that, you know, a lot of the games we play a night game, so it's important that you relax during the day and not walk up thinking um, about the game all day because then by the time it comes around, you're, you're knackered. So, um, yeah, and then I guess the pressure of running out and uh, playing in front of, you know, 50, 40,000, 30,000, whatever it is at the gathering. Um, it's sort of, I guess that that thing is sort of like you live for that. Oh, that's um, that's that's really cool. I, I like that part of it. Uh, and I was lucky enough. I sort of got a slow introduction into the big crowds, starting in twenty twenty, where there was you know none, and then you know we started getting you know thousand, and then whatever we slowly built it up. So um, yeah, and then at the end of the year playing. Awesome, mate. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought it up at the start of that answer about you know getting tired and stuff from from stress. I feel like a lot of people don't understand. Like quite often, if I've got something on, you know, like if you go on on a date or a job interview, you just get there and I'm just like yawning. You don't understand the actual like physical effects of that type of stuff, or a, or a night out where there's going to be a bit of social anxiety and stuff. And you're like, I'm really tired. I want to go home and. Then you actually think about it and you're like, oh, that's all, you know, it's just stress. Is that like, that's something that I've learned across my journey. Is that something that you've, that you learn speaking to people at the club? Is it like sports psych or is that something that you just sort of came up with on your, on your own? How do you, how do you figure that type of stuff out? Um, yeah. So I did, a, I did a little bit of work with um, sports psych. Obviously there's like, there's little periods um, in, in, in the preparation, you know, switch off and, and, I like what I do is I, I the sort of the technique I found works the best for me was um, uh, like the breathing the stuff. So I was just sort of um, I do it all like it's part of my routine now. Is um, we do an outside warm up and then we'll come in and um, we'll do our inside warm up and I'll just get in a little bit early and go into the uh, uh, the kick room um, and. Just sit there and, and just sort of take everything in a little bit and, and just ground myself. But that's sort of, 
you know, you sort of focus on um, you know, breathing, you know, coming in and out and then taking that little bit of time just to relax works really well for me. And, you know, it's, it's something that you do have to learn um, through experience. It is like the breathing stuff is is so good and it's almost like it might help because you, you're playing footy and you're like, okay, I know that this long before bounce down, you know, this is when I go and do my breathing. But I think it's a good reminder for anyone that's listening and also me listening to you that you need to sort of make the time to do that if you if you know what I mean. Like not everyone's going to be, you know, playing a game of footy and making sure they do their breathing. But for everyone that's listening, get into it. Like get into a bit of mindfulness because yeah. it, it changes it changes your life, man. Um, it's so good. Now, one thing that I've got a I've got a question from this question comes in from from Luke M. Uh, <laughs> other people's opinions, right? One thing that I always struggle with is what other people think, right? And for me, I'll lose sleep over a over a joke that I told that wasn't very funny, and I know it's rare. Uh, most of, <laughs> most of them hit, uh, but but for you, it's it's Gary Lyon on on the couch telling you how bad that inside kick that you made was, or you know, where you need to stand in the contest. Do you, how do you, how do you move on from other people's um, opinions? We focused on pressure. Now let me pick your brains about, you know, other people and what they think. Uh, yeah, so it is an interesting one. Yeah, there is this extra attention yet when you play AFL um, and sort of things become expected of you. But, and and in the early days of my career, I, I I got caught up in it a bit like you'd sort of you'd play a game and you'd go on to, um, you know, Twitter and Instagram and stuff and, and hear what people were saying and, and whatnot. And obviously at that time, there wasn't much getting around. <laughs> and still, even this day, there's not much. But, um, yeah, it is something, obviously, there's a lot of people that um, in, the, in the sport environment that struggle with it and, and there's, um, you know, everyone has their different ways of dealing with it. And and, and I think, yeah, that's the big thing is... is um, Trying not to consume it, so um, yeah, it's it is it can be hard for some, um, especially you know the um, uh, the more you know marquee you know players that get a lot of the attention. So yeah, I know different guys have different ways of um, and dealing with it. Be not being on social media, or at the end of the day, it is how much it is up to you how much you uh, let that affect you. Yeah, most of us are our hardest critic. Yeah, I, th- I think um, you talked about like deleting social media and that the places. It's just a, it's just a cesspool. Like, obviously, I'm not an AFL player or anything, but I got rid of Twitter because I don't care what 99 percent of people on Twitter. I don't ca- I don't care what they have to say. Yeah. Um, and Instagram, I found obviously for you guys, it's like, oh, stars, you you ruined my fantasy, you ruined my multi. You know, like. I hate you. Um, yeah. Whereas me, it's like I'll click on an Instagram story and I'll see, you know, you're having coffee with a mate, and I'll look at it and go, "Oh, why did they invite me? Do they, you know, do they hate me?" Like, and really, at the end of the day, if I had not seen that, it it wouldn't change my world. It wouldn't change my life. But when I see it, I get those little, you know, you get those little thoughts. It's um, yeah, I, I'm I'm about three months clean of Instagram with a few little, you know, a few little yeah. relapses here and there. Um, and life's, life's so much better without it, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Imagine. 
obviously we've chatted a lot about lessons learned. Um, I hope people that have listened have got a little bit out of it um, about sort of perspective and dealing with things and inspiration. Um, we talked a lot about that that little brand in twenty in twenty seventeen. Um, if you were standing in front of you now and, and you knew you had the chance to go through your journey, what are three pieces of advice that you would that you would give little little twenty seventeen Brandon? Yeah, okay. Uh, I think the first bit is is not being afraid to be yourself. I think I was, I had a fair bit of, when I first I mean we're talking about the move to Brisbane. I had a fair bit of social anxiety or anxiety in general. Just you're in a new crowd with people you don't know. You're trying to sort of find out where you fit. So um, I think I got caught up in trying to be you know everyone's best friend. You just stick to you know yourself and and, and what you like and and be yourself. And, you know, everything was sort of to you in a way. Um, and it was, it was, I learned something I learned. Um, so we had, we did a trip to the Tennessee, and uh, David Boone was one of um, that. I think mean, he was talking about that team that they had, and they were, you know, dominating the world and, and whatever. And um, you come up against, you know, the West Indies, and they're coming in bowling one UK rockets at your noggin. Because um, you've got bringing space, um, and that his space was. Uh, you know, at that crease that, you know, maybe it was two or two or whatever, that was, um, you know, his space and he had to own it. And I sort of, um, and but it, it helps in football where, you know, run up against, you know, these um, superstars and you can get caught up in, oh, God, look at this guy. But if you'd sort of just, um, this is my turf, like, I'm going as hard as I can against you. I don't give a shit who you are. Um, that sort of mindset helps there, but then also um, away from from the field and, and in just your regular life, owning your space is just you know being confident and being feeling safe and and and, and secure by just expressing yourself. Um, <laughs> in my head, I was like, I feel like he's got one more. I've just given you a big pump up about. Not being one of those dumb footballers, and you can't count to three. Another one is having like good, like good balance. Um, like, like they call we call work life balance. I think that's where everyone sort of um, is. You can get caught up a lot in during the season. You play, you train all week. You get a you get a day off during the week, and then you play on you know, Friday, Saturday, and then you can get. You know, caught up watching every other game on that weekend as well, and you sort of don't have a break um, where you sort of switch off and just do um, something non footy related. So it's nice to, and that yeah, obviously takes time to figure it out what what those sort of things that can sort of help you with that. And study is one of them, which a lot of guys say like studying has been really good for me, like an outlet, I guess, or, or you know, uh, from footy. And, and I think for me. It's it's been oh, like video games, like PlayStation. And, like, it, it sounds but like you know, you just often and, and that's, what, that's what I do. A lot of game days is I play you know, whatever FIFA or whatever, and you sort of you, you don't think about anything else when you now when you're playing. So that for me, that's helped me. And then also I got a dog, so it's like a it's another responsibility. 
um, that you know consumes you know your life. Um, gotta be mindful of and, and, and take care of. So that's um, another big thing that I found um, helped me um, find some good balance. Uh, number three. How many have we done here? I feel like we've got to ten. But yeah, I've gone. I've, I mean, yeah, we've we done three. Be yourself, own your space, and oh, work-life yeah. balance. All right, yeah, happy with that. <laughs> the be yourself, the be yourself, own your space. I thought maybe I'm happy to separate them to get to, to people. To people. <laughs> <laughs> we've only got forty minutes on Zoom, mate. We can't keep going. <laughs> um, you got to tell us your dog's name. Obviously, you got to give the dog a shout out. Uh, Billy, yeah. He's a two-year-old golden retriever. Yeah, she usually has this problem. <laughs> yeah, she's excited. <laughs> um, we've actually got a fan question from a guy that I play cricket with, uh, yep. captain of a local cricket team. He came up to me the other day because we've got a photo together, I think, on my Instagram. And yep. He came up and he was like, oh, you know, I'm a big Lions fan. You know, Brandon Sussvich. Um, and I said, yeah, mate, I just asked him for the photo. We're not actually, we're not very close. <laughs> um, he's the captain of a local cricket team and he wants to know how do you get the most out of each other as a team when you have so many different uh, diverse personalities who are inspired by different things? Do you have any advice on, on how you get the most out of your team? You're obviously all very different. His uh, name's Ben. Did I say that? No. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. His name's Ben. Ben M. Thanks very much, Ben. Um, yeah, I mean, it can be tricky. As part of it's, you know, it's acceptance. You got to understand everyone's going to be, you know, different, and uh, it's, you know, making them feel, um, having that culture of, of making them feel, um, you know, accepted and valued. That having that having that culture of acceptance, and I think. Um, understanding uh, what the group is working toward and like, ha- having that be a clear uh, goal focus um, to sort of unite everyone um, in, that, in that sense is um, pretty important. Now, the last question is when you come back to Perth, I owe you a beverage of, of some sort. Uh, can be whatever you want. What do you? What are we? What are we getting? Take, oh, I mean, I'll take a coffee or, or um, yeah, whatever. We'll lock in a we'll lock in a coffee. What are you drinking? I am um, an oat latte. Okay, very interesting. Yeah. Very yeah, very interesting. Why's that? <laughs> nah, never mind. I'll t- it'll be in the show notes. My okay. my in depth analysis of your oat latte right. order. <laughs> um. Brandon Sasevich, thank you very much, mate. You're you're an absolute superstar. Thanks so much for coming on. Obviously, you're achieving some great things. You're a, you're a great guy, and more importantly, I think hopefully you've inspired a few people who have listened to this. Um, thank you very much for coming on, and all the best, mate. All right, thanks for me. Love what you're doing, mate. Episode one, it's done. It's in the books. It's in the bank. Take it to the bank. Why am I talking like this? Maybe maybe that's what happens when you become a podcaster. I don't really know. I don't think I am a podcaster yet. Anyway, thank you very much for making it to the end of the episode with Brandon Starsevich. Um, 
what an absolute legend. As I said, third in Brisbane's best and fairest. He's quiet. He's unassuming. Um, he wouldn't consider him a st- himself a star, but but here at the pod, um, we definitely consider him a star. He's he's um, he's an absolute legend. He's a really good friend of mine, and was very generous with with his time. I floated this idea to him coming up on twelve months ago. I said I want to start a podcast, and I want you to come on it. And he was like, okay. And I thought I was going to have to sell it a little bit more than what I did. But he was like, yeah, okay. Just let me know. Um, And yeah, almost 12 months later, here we are. Um, We're releasing the episode and I'm very excited. He was very generous. He spoke about some really cool stuff. The mindfulness stuff in particular is something, listening back, I'm like, far out. Forgot. Again, got to be practicing mindfulness um, as much as I can. So... I might get that tattooed somewhere, maybe on my forehead or something like that, somewhere where I'll see it. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. I, I hope that you got something out of it. Um, and I think the next couple of episodes, which are which are live on the feed now as well, I think you'll definitely get something out of those too. So make sure you listen to those episodes. Um, Australian men's netballer Dylan McPherson, who is also my brother, and Iron Man James O'Neill, two really cool episodes with two really cool people there. They're live on the feed right now, so go and have a listen, leave a rating, leave a review, um, subscribe to the pod, tell your friends, uh, and yeah, it really, it'll really mean a lot to me um, if some more people can be listening. We're here to inspire, we're here to, we're here to serve, um, so as many years as, as we can make it to, the more the merrier. Thanks very much, take care of yourselves, check in with your mind, check in with your mates, and I'll see you next time.